From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Graft versus host disease is a rare condition that may develop after a person undergoes a bone marrow or stem cell transplant. A scientist in microbiology and immunology at Upstate has done considerable research on this condition, and he's agreed to tell us about it. My guest is Dr. Mobin Karimi. He's an assistant professor at Upstate, and I thank you for making time for this interview. Thank you for having me. Now, is graft-versus-host disease only a threat to people who had bone marrow or stem cell transplants, or could people who've received an organ transplant or blood transfusion also be at risk? The graft-versus-host disease can be at risk in both. Um, people who received uh, bone marrow with the stem cells and mature T cells, and it also can be uh, a risk with the receiving uh, solid organ. The difference is that when a patient receives uh, stem cell, they also have to receive some mature T cell. So this mature T cell, what they do is they help the engraftment. But in the case of solid organ transplant, what happened is that the patient own T cells can reject the transplant and can cause graft-versus-host disease. I see. Well, tell us about this condition. What, what are the main symptoms of graft-versus-host and why is it a danger? So graft-versus-host disease is one of the high rate of mortality after cancer. Uh, so a lot of time it happens is when a patient go under chemotherapy and radiation. So we have to give them some mature T cells and stem cells to regenerate their immune system. And in order for the stem cells to engraft, those T cells help the engraftment. And those T cells also get rid of the minimal residual cancer cell that's been hiding anywhere. So it's a great way to get rid of the cancer. But what happened is that within the first 100 days of a human, those donor T cells, if they are mismatched, they can proliferate, they, they, they produce this molecule called cytokines, and they're targeting the cancer cells, but they're also targeting the normal cells. So that's what constitutes a graft versus host disease. And a graft versus host disease, anywhere between 20% to 70% of the population might die from this condition. Uh, so historically, people think of graft versus host disease as a trading one disease for another disease. So there's a lot of possibility that the patient might not die from cancer but they might die from graft-versus-host disease. So the first symptom in the human is has a very bad skin rush, gastrointestinal system get damaged significantly. People develop diarrhea and that diarrhea become bloody diarrhea, liver get damaged, skin gets significantly damaged, eye get damaged, and if not treated, a patient might die from this. So it, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but so the person who's receiving the transplant, if this develops, their body is rejecting the transplant or not happy with it in some way? So what happened is the donor T cells that we um, injected with the stem cells in order to engraft the stem cells, because if you don't give them the stem cell, the patient might die from the, from the radiation in chemotherapy. So those donor T cells proliferate so highly, and they are the one they're targeting the patient because 
Those donor T cells are not developed in the patient body, so they consider patient as a foreign entity and they're targeting it. So if they were developed in the same time as uh, they were related by the genetic relations, they might not get rejected. But since they're totally different from each other, there's a greater chance that the donor cells might cause the graft versus host disease. Can you walk us through how graft versus host is, is treated today? So graft versus host disease is based on the condition. It is uh, acute graft versus host disease or chronic graft versus disease. Uh, but the general treatment is the immunosuppressive drug. So what happened is that when a patient develops graft versus host disease, a physician treat them with any immunosuppressive drug. What happened in that case is that that patient will always be on those immunosuppressive drug. And they cannot be vaccinated against viruses like uh, flu or uh, COVID or any other things. The patient could simply die from bacterial infection. They cannot clear uh, bacterial infection. The greater chance of the tumor will relapse right away because T cells cannot fight them back, the minimal residual. So it is a great idea to modulate T cells signaling to the point where you achieve the immunosuppressive part where you, the cells do not produce cytokines, but in the same time, they can clear tumor and they can also clear viral infection. How common is graft versus host among people who have a transplant? The range is pretty wide, anywhere between 20% to 75% is based on the genetic makeup of the donor and the recipient, how far they are from each other. So are physicians able to predict who will develop graft-versus-host? There is a lot of literature that the physician can uh, predict the graft-versus-host disease, but those are not uh, prominent signs that for guarantee that this will be whether GVHD or not GVHD. What happened is in the mouse model, we can generate different mouse, we can cure GVHD, we can target the cancer. But when it's come to the patient, it's, it's much more than that. So the prediction, a lot of work has been done on the, to recognize in the prediction. Other things that the, the doctor is exploring the possibility that what they do is they take some stem cells, stem cells alone and transplant it from the donor to the recipient and let it grow in the recipient body and then with the hope that they might not reject the organ or they might not reject the T-cell transplanted. But it's a big problem. Uh, and it's uh, so a lot of people can ask question, why don't they use patient own cells? Are a lot of people, why don't they lose their, like if you have a twin sister, twin brother, or from mom to the patient, or from dad to the patient, or from children, because they're relatively close related. So why we don't do that? Um, the problem with that case is that if a, if a cancer has happened in the bone marrow cells or the cancer is really uh, like CML, AML, that, that happen in the myeloid cells in the bone marrow. So if you transplant them T cells or stem cells from the closest relative, the greater chance that they will relapse. And the time they relapse, when the cancer come back, it is much worse than the first time and I it's see. much aggressive. So what happened is that if you use it 
from the less relative, from the less mismatch to the patient, they do not relapse the cancer, but they develop GVHD. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking about graft versus host disease with Dr. Mobin Karimi. He's an assistant professor of microbiology and immunology at Upstate. So tell us about what you are focused on in your research. Have you and your colleagues found a way to eliminate graft versus host? So our lab setup is that we, we study signaling, T-cell signaling and NK-cell signaling. And we use graft versus host disease as a readout for those. For example, T-cells are the one that cause a disease graft versus host disease, but the same T cells are required to get rid of the tumor. So if we can modulate the signaling that they will not cause graft versus host disease, but they can target uh, graft versus tumor or graft versus leukemia. So that is the goal of the, the research is to, how can we modulate this pathway for a T cell to do one thing, but not the other. And this has been pretty challenging throughout time because you need the same T cells for engraftment you, to, to secure the engraftment of stem cells. You need the same T cell that get rid of the tumor cells, but the same T cells also cause graft versus host disease. And so how do you make a T cells to do one thing and not do another thing? That is our research focus on. So that's what you're focused mostly on. Now, yes. I, I understand your team has developed a peptide to inhibit some of this. So previously, many people have shown that if you can modulate T cell signaling, uh, that will cause less disease. So we have published previously, and other people have published that there is a molecule called ITK. ITK is a kinase that is required for T-cell robust response against virus, against antigen, against any foreign things. So if we can attenuate the TCR signaling, we might not cause graft versus host disease. So the issue was, where do we target T-cell signaling? So if we can target it downstream, some other signaling might compensate for the, the signaling molecule that we target. But if we target it upstream, it might make the T cells totally dysfunction. It might not do anything. So we've been working on this molecule called ITK. So if we get rid of ITK, if we remove the ITK, then the T cells do not cause the cytokine storm, which causes graft-versus host disease. But they upregulate other molecules, and those are the ones that cause. Uh, anti-tumor response. So it's not as simple as just getting rid of ITK. You just can't entirely get rid of, get rid of it. So, so what we wanted to do is we wanted to look at, and ITK is a, is a kinase. So if you take 100 kinases, they will all look the same. One of the problem is that developing uh, uh, drugs or developing small molecules or developing anything against uh, uh, either T-cell-mediated diseases could be autoimmunity, could be graft-versus-host disease, could be any, any possible thing. What happened is that when you target one kinase, by default, you will target another kinases. So what we looked at is that, okay, we need to target ITK, 
but what is the signaling that activates ITK? So what we looked at it, there is a there is a molecule called SLIP76. SLIP76 is a molecule on the top of ITK. So when we removed the SLIP76, we didn't see any T cells in the mice. The mice do not make T cells, and the mice do not make NK cells. So SLIP76 has three important tyrosine. Tyrosine is a signaling protein that, that connect adapter molecule with the kinases. So what we did is we mutated each one of them in the mouse. So we switch tyrosine for another molecule. And when we target the, the SLIP76 at the position 145, the ITK was not phosphorylated. Basically, the signal was the same. And those mice can clear LCMV infection, they can clear virus, they can clear tumor, they can do anything, but they don't cause uh, autoimmunity, they don't cause graft host disease. So what we did is we tweaked the system enough that they will not cause autoimmune response, or they will not develop autoimmunity or graft host disease, but in the same time, they will be able to get rid of Virus, uh, virus infection, and they can get rid of the tumor. So the most important thing was where do you target this kinases? So we did this in the mouse model, and we've proven that also by we get similar result that we get rid of the ITK itself. If you remove it from the mice, it doesn't do anything. But some report has shown that if you target ITK, uh, those mice cannot. Uh, clear the virus and cannot clear any other infection. So that's what we, our idea was where to target this. Once we target it, that we were able to achieve the goal. Well, I know the um, basic research that you're working on and doing is really the building blocks toward getting closer to something that would take care of or treat graft versus host. So I appreciate you kind of bringing us into your laboratory today. Thank you. My guest has been Dr. Mobin Karimi. He's an assistant professor of microbiology and immunology at Upstate Medical University. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's HealthLink on Air. Yes.